Chino chao jina mano tori Nine nyogone Bambo wako jifuakarewe Kona matanko nukudeka tori Toriwe
people can just be doing this for 11 years. <laughs> no. 11 years, you, you know, undisturbed. Uh, it's flawless. Yeah, it has its own challenges. But mm-hmm. like my wife said, every Saturday you are, you are on. She was even smiling when she was saying that. 11 years. Who, who does that? Who does uh, that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and very very uh, wonderful. Uh, I, I, there was a small confusion, Nathan. I, I don't know if you heard. Yes, that there was. Discussion. Yes, there was. <laughs> uh-huh. I I could get it there. Yes, there was. Um, yeah, we we, we, we couldn't um, uh, see where Bangweta was and Ebenezer. Uh, so you see, uh, that's why at the beginning I told them to explain where what do you call it, where Bangweta is, so that people Bangueta get a distinction, yes, between mm-hmm. Beneza and Bangweta. You see? Yeah. And, yeah. And you see, the thing is that, Roger, what people must understand is that when you, in the, in the, in the natural mind, when you hear private school, the first thing that comes to your mind is what? They make money, right? They make money. Private school, That's they make the, money. It's a yeah. private school in the sense of not being operated by government, period. They don't yes. even make anything from that, you know. Yeah. The idea for them is to give back to, to what do you call it, is to, go, to give back to society. That's the way they do it. Society, that, that is the, the, Bangueta, the Bangueta one, right? No, the Beneza is to give back to society. Oh, so even the Beneza, they don't, even if it's a private school, they don't run it as a business. That's exactly the point I'm trying to make here. And that is what I think we should have made very clear. They don't run oh. That's why, remember when I asked, I said, you became a teacher in spite of what you saw the teachers in Bangweta going through. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But you see, she decided to do that as a way to give back. That was the whole objective of that. Yeah. Yeah, mm. because I, I don't know. Because the Baneza one, uh, I, I'm not sure what details we got from uh, as far as the Baneza was uh, concerned. As far uh, insofar as the, the the building, the number of students they have at the school. Uh, okay, the husband I think he touched on the they have from kindergarten to tenth grade. That's correct, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. So, hmm. anyway, we have we, we have a lot of work to do. I think we are we are we do have you. a bit of work to do, brother Charlie. In I almost said in Kasama. I don't know why. <laughs> in sunny Florida. <laughs> yeah. yeah. In sunny Florida. Well, yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, good morning, everyone. I am very well, thank you. Yeah, we're doing well. It's a beautiful day in Florida. So yeah, oh, so from Florida, you have, yeah. you have beautiful days every day. Uh, and let's see, we have this uh, hurricanes and stuff. That's when things change. Yeah. But otherwise, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, we hope all is well then. 
Well, all is well. Um, the the the, uh, the state is coming back to life. Um, we were discussing that as if it has never closed at all. Uh, but uh, there are places where there's the high population, like the low-income areas, where there's the high mm-hmm. population. Those are the ones that were shut down mainly. But at the same time, that is where all the essential workers come from, because all the yeah. people who are, you know, the the baseline. Uh, home care givers, the baseline, um, you know, those working in the hospitals, whether it's in the kitchens or uh, mm-hmm. cleaners, cleaners and all that, really are in the inner circle, uh, inner city rather. So we had, uh, it was in a barbershop and we had an interesting discussion about how that dynamic has worked out from what we have observed here, you know. So, and that's where the high rates of infection are. Like Hillsborough County is where most of our workers come from. Mm. And uh, it, it's really the lower income, you know, and that is a, a major part of why when we say that there's a higher infection rate in the, among black uh, African-Americans, it is really because of the inner city uh, kind of setup and living and where they work and how yeah. they live and health and nutrition, all those things come together, mm. you know. So it's not necessarily restricted to genetics or any of that kind of thing, you know. No, no. It is the it is the the environment uh, our people yes. find in which which is the problem. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Uh, with with the, with the, you know limited resources, you have to go yeah. to as we would call it mm. from from yeah. from them. <laughs> but, yeah. but our Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Good morning. Uh-huh. Good morning. Good morning, Wachali. Uh, great show. Go, uh, great show, uh, Nathan. And good morning, Thank Wachali. you. And, uh, uh, good you have a lot of to, to, uh, to contribute, you know. Uh, and uh, every time you talk to people, you know, remind them the parents have to get involved in their education. And that's what uh, we have learned. And uh, just have some of uh, our people to mute their phones when it's not their time. Uh, I always need my phone. Yeah. Uh, that's uh, uncivilized when someone is uh, uh, disturbing uh, the conversation. Thank you, Amma. You, you, you bring up a critical point, Vayama, and, and, and I also thought about it. I wanted to bring it to mm. uh, Mrs. Sinyama. Uh, that was uh, the involvement of, of parents in uh, raising funds for these schools. Uh, poor, poor as they may be, uh, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. not sure how the parents, how, how involved the parents, especially in rural areas, uh, how, because I know I've said it on radio, I support uh, two kids in the in the village in in Sorezi. Um I'm now pushing the the parents. You can do something towards your kids' uh, education. Uh, you can have sweet potatoes. You you can if 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 you do, if you don't have food potatoes you go and work at my farm I'll pay you part of the money will go to the school you know then they start taking mm. uses yeah so th- th- this is one area w- uh, which is uh, in my view sustainable as they as they call it in Zambia those are the words they they use uh, in 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 Zambia civil servants uh, sustain, <laughs> sustainable development <laughs> yeah. Big Cave, good morning. Is this, is this, is this Noah? 
Yeah, yeah, one four three one seven. That's it. It's it's Kelvin. I'm calling on zero zero six six two this morning. Noah, you you've been missing in action. How are you, my brother? Oh, I'm doing good. Usually, I log in from different lines just to confuse the you guys. So yeah. today, I'm logging in <laughs> from a different line. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> we see. We see how you you are doing. How is Indiana, my brother? Uh, Indiana is good today. I think it's a little sunny, and uh-huh. compared to yesterday, I, I at least we are sort of marching towards the winter. One day, the next day, it's spring. Yeah, I know. So I know. It's, it's, been, it's been on and off up here. So other than, other than that, today it looks nice and sunny. I think we might be somewhere in the 50s, and tomorrow yeah. the temperature is going to plunge. But other than that, we are okay. Okay, wonderful. Uh, wonderful. Wonderful. Uh, Dr. Patrick, Nathan and I, before you came, we are talking about uh, our 11th year on the, on the air uh, on Zambia Block Talk Radio. Uh, this month, next week, we are going to hit our 11th year. Um, I'm, I'm not sure which question I want to ask you, Dr. Patrick. Uh, uh, number one question, probably I want to say, uh, what is wrong with us? Um, two, <laughs> uh, this is what we love to do. If you really ask, I was, I was asking. I just came from work, so I was talking to my wife. There, is, there should be something wrong with Nathan and I. How we ran this thing for 11 years, and this is what we love to do, uh, but for some reason we can't do it like full time. Uh, I, 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 I say what I'm saying, Dr. Patrick, because even at work today, I was, I was telling myself, why do I work? You know, I, I, don't, I don't think... Uh, some, sometimes, you know, you go to work, Dr. Patrick, you just go for a paycheck. But it's, it's not really what you want to do. What I want to do, do, to do, Dr. Patrick, is radio. That's what I want to do. That's my point. Anyway, Dr. Patrick, can you please tell us congratulations for 11th year and whatever you want to, as always. The boy is yours, Dr. Patrick. Wow, boy, to me. <laughs> I forgot that. Um, I forgot that part. Um, <laughs> um, the best way you can um, proceed with um, independently running a radio talk show is to have sponsors. Right. The and and a way of. A way of um, obtaining sponsors is from your listening audience, but I think a quicker way is by the the business ventures that you are developing, and that way, part of part of the the revenue uh, gleaned from the business ventures can go into producing the the um, talk show. Yeah, but of course. But of course, in order to do that, what do we need? We need a business plan in order to move forward. Yeah, of course, with, of course, with something of that nature. Yeah. Uh, another, another um, vehicle is from book publishing. You know, if, if you have a a a book to publish, and that book will reach some type of revenue. A percentage of that revenue 
could go into the to the maintenance of a radio talk show. So there are, uh-huh. there are many ways of doing that, and that would allow you to yeah. be independent away from your job, or you could um, use your job as a part-time in this radio talk show before it takes off. You could be a, a full-time position. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. There are many ways. There are many ways. You just have to sit down and, and strategize on how uh, this can be done, but it definitely yeah. can be done. I mean, if, if you... Nathan, I like uh, what Dr. Patrick is saying. You hear that? There are many ways. Uh, yeah. What, 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 what we need to do is uh, sit down. <laughs> now, now, that is like direct translation English. <laughs> <laughs> direct translation from them. <laughs> sit down. <laughs> we, we need to... You need to sit down and uh, look at uh, the, 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 the things that Dr. Patrick has pointed out and see where we can go from there. Uh, Roger, before you proceed, uh, you know, we have K here. You know, K is with you there. Is it Minnetoba? What did he say? Yeah, it is in Winnipeg, yeah. Yeah, Winnipeg. One thing mm-hmm. I didn't say is that K and Nyambe, Nyambe calls in regularly here. I know K listens online even if he doesn't call in. I didn't tell you that K and Nyambe are the Sinyama's children. Well, I, 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 I could tell from the names, so that's how I concluded. <laughs> you know, that's K one of the reasons we went to school. K, K, yeah, <laughs> K wants to say something here to make us understand something about the Beneza. K, go ahead. Hi, thanks. Thanks for the opportunity. Um, I, I just wanted to clarify that I- Ibeneza is um, a private school that charges fees so that it can pay its workers and self-sustain. Um, while we we do help uh, a number of underprivileged um, uh, people in the community, and we work with them on a fee structure that works for them. Uh, we, we do charge fees uh, that we use for funding the operations at Ebenezer School. So I just wanted to make sure that that was clear and it was not um, assumed that there is no money collected or, you know, it's all, um, it's all charity. Um, it's all charity, The private yeah. school that charges fees, that collects school fees, that requires parents to pay school fees so that we can... Mm-hmm. Um, uh, maintain the high standards of education that we are, yeah. and the the project Bangueta is uh, just us as a family trying to help um, you know a school that our mom went yeah. to uh, over 50 years ago in the best way that we can um, uh, through our finances and also through yeah. you know whatever whichever friends and community would like to work with us on that project. Yeah. Well, I think, uh, I don't know, maybe we should blame Nathan, uh, Pastor Nathan. He uh, <laughs> brought them, two of them. So, um, uh, you know, some of our schools where we went, we were not taught to critically think that fast, that, oh, Bangueta, this is Bangueta. This, this problem now, we, this problem is addressing Bangueta. Oh, now we are talking about uh, Urbanesia. So that was uh, uh, the little confusion. 
uh, like the numbers I was asking about uh, the school, the teachers, I meant the private oh, school. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I meant the, to ask about the, 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 the private school. Yeah, but thank you for the uh, clarification. Uh, do you know the number of children at Ebenezer? Uh, Ebenezer has uh, over 550 uh, students, and uh, okay. we have about 20 to 23 staff. Uh, that includes teachers, uh, caretakers, um, uh, but, yeah, that's, that's what we're looking at for, for Ebenezer. Okay, and this is... Um Based in Mazabuka. It's in Mazabuka, right, right along the Livingstone Road before Mazabuka yeah. General Hospital. And how long has the school been in operation? Uh, over 24 years. Oh, that's a long time. It's an established yeah. school. Mm -hmm. Yes, it is. Okay. 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 Anyway, I didn't prepare for, for it. I, I, I think we we still some uh, some more questions. Nothing to. Uh, 24 years, that's impressive. That's impressive, Nathan. That, that's yes, impressive. it is. Yeah, that is impressive. That was before I, was, I even got married. How, how do you compare that to, to a school? Anyway, thank you, my brother. Um, I go back to what Dr. Patrick was, uh, was saying about our Eleventh uh, Nambe, welcome. Eleventh uh, and 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 Vesari, um, there is so much we need to cover. Uh, so, Dr. Patrick, what you were, what you were saying, like uh, Nathan, Nathan has a network. Uh, I'm not sure I'm anywhere close to it, but he has a network of people he was putting together who has businesses here in diaspora, which we could be promoting uh, full time. Uh, but the gap is. You know where we we leave work, and that, that, that small gap when income has to start coming in, Dr. Patrick, uh, that is where as Nathan says we need to sit down and figure it out. Okay, for so it to be tough, but we we already have people who should be um, uh, we can approach who have businesses who can uh, start advertising. On, on our radio. If, if we can have a, a, a good number uh, to do that, I think we can take mm -hmm. this radio uh, on another. Because just meeting on Saturday sometimes to me doesn't make a lot of sense. It takes so long. You know, there are so many issues we need to cover. Uh, some get lost by Wednesday, they are gone. Yeah. Anyway, so happy 11th anniversary coming up next week. Uh, we may run some shows uh, for all our regulars here. I'll, I'll see if I can capture your voices in what we have, we have done uh, the past year and uh, 10 years uh, so that we we can all uh, celebrate together. Uh, Dr. Kalonde, Dr. Kalonde, Dr. Kalonde, good morning. Good morning, everyone. Um, I think I'm fine. Yeah, you think you, <laughs> you think you are fine. That's okay. <laughs> Nowadays it's That's a okay. thought, my dear. These lockdowns, you never know what is boiling <laughs> in your system. I thought Montana, according to CNN and those maps, they are putting where they don't have so many people who are sick. Montana is one of them. 
Uh, actually, our county, uh, Gallatin County, was mm-hmm. declared the uh, free of coronavirus. Uh, yeah. We don't have any active cases. We had about 130-something, and the mm-hmm. only one person died. The rest have been uh, are now okay. And the, this lockdown, I think, yeah, has worked wonders, honestly. And uh, I'm, I'm happy I stayed home. And uh, a lot of people stayed home, and uh, it has been eliminated. So uh, people might start going back to the offices or whatever. But still, it's, you know, you just have to be cautious. So I'm still cautious. Maybe it will take me like about two weeks for, before I venture into some uh, open spaces. Yeah. Yeah. All right. How is uh, the lockdown in uh, Washington, D.C.? Uh, yeah, you know, here, uh, first, uh, <laughs> good morning. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, things are pretty much uh, slow here, and lo- and on on near, you know, we're not using the word lockdown, but we're using the term stay home. They haven't made any decisions to uh, release, and if, you know, if you come to the district, now, the district is an intersection between Northern Virginia and Southern Maryland. And you just cross the borders, you will find that um, uh, the the measures of movement and doing things are even more stringent on the Maryland side. And on the Virginia side, we can make some movements. You can see cars on the road. But once you get to the Maryland side, you don't see anything. On the, you don't even see uh, traffic on the road uh, for the most part. Yeah, so um, we're waiting to see uh, what happens. Uh, you know, some type of research will have to help us understand how a disease started in China, and it looks it now looks like the major breeding ground for that disease was actually the United States, you know, because <laughs> we have reported more deaths, we have reported more cases. Is it just that? We are more uh, life conscious and more pro announcing things that are happening. Yeah, so you know, it's um, it we'll see what happens. But you know, I think there is safety in staying home. I, I wanted just to comment on uh, the discussion you were having just briefly here on um, commercializing, uh, commercializing an idea. Uh, the the blog talk radio has been around for now 11 years. Apparently, it's a mad baby like me, so I think that's why I like to come every morning. The way to commercialize is to understand the transition between an invention and innovation. Innovation is that aspect of economic in, within the theory of economic development that transitions an idea you come up with that takes roots and how you can commercialize it. Uh, one of the things to do, uh, according to Schumpeter, was to um, identify potential uh, natural activities that can generate money and take courage to uh, price those uh, elements. And once you do price those elements, uh, you know, put your foot forward and you know you start somewhere i know a person who started an enterprise about um eight years ago and i'm um, having an opportunity to 
to consult with what they are doing because of doing the same things over and over. You yeah. know, they even come across clients that they never even thought that they would be coming their way. So I think you have to start something uh, that you think can generate uh, income and then see, do that repeatedly over time and gen, uh, organically you will see the sprout into an income generating. Don't force it. Don't do many, too many things, uh, but just, you know, put your foot forward and commercialize an aspect of it, and then uh, it will come around. I think it's a good thing. People can put in their money. Okay. That's, uh, that's good advice. Uh, and put your foot forward. I, I wrote that one. Brother Nyambe in Oklahoma. We're visiting time here. Good morning. How is Oklahoma? Is it Oklahoma or Oklahoma? How do they say it there? <laughs> Oklahoma. Oklahoma, okay. Oklahoma. Maybe it's one of those Oklahoma. things we say the same. Rather than this, Missouri, 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 this, this. Oh, my goodness. Uh, so how are you doing, my brother? We're, we're, we're doing good. Uh, Oklahoma is uh, fine uh, Summer is almost here. The pretty weather. Yeah. Uh, congratulations on the 11th year anniversary, and uh, appreciate everything you guys do. Yeah, I've I, I, I've been listening to the show for for quite a while. Sometimes incognito. Uh, uh, okay. And, and recently, <laughs> this joined on, but uh, you know, I, great conversations, and uh, you know, you you you're, you're definitely. Uh, uh, planting seeds of thought and motivation in, in a lot of people that uh, you know probably don't even call in uh, like, like I was. Yeah, yeah, a, a lot. We we had uh, this uh, good young man who even came to our anniversary dance here. He said, "I always uh, listen uh, online. Uh, come watch me. I'm listening online. If I miss it, I'll listen on Sunday. I'll follow." So. People like you have really encouraged us. Um, sometimes there are, there are strange things which are said on uh, this radio. As uh, over 11th year, 11 years, uh, what have you been doing this and this? Uh, there is a lot which has happened 11 years out of this radio. Just like speaking to your to your parents there, uh, you never know. Things have stepped up. Uh, outside the discussion, and people have gone to uh, to help to do to do stuff. So we we, we are grateful uh, for that. Uh, a lot of who oh, is the, the other one? I, I want to say hello to everyone. Thirty minutes, yeah. It's visiting our Dr. Musanje. Good morning. Uh, good morning, uh, Roger, and uh, happy anniversary uh, for next week in advance. Uh, yes. Zambia Block Talk Radio uh, is my place to go every Saturday. I try as much as possible to be yes. there because you guys are doing uh, the best that we can have in the diaspora here. You know, it is kind of uh, education uh, for us to get in touch with our people back home. Like the discussion that you just had about. Um, uh, Sinyama people, uh, Dr. and Mrs. Sinyama, that discussion is what I call uh, 
they blasted. That is what we needed to do, all of us. So most of us came from that kind of life before we we came here, and that is why for me we are supporting our school, Hillcrest Secondary School. I think we came on the radio one time with uh, Roy, Robert uh, Williams, our uh, chairman for Hillcrest Secondary School. We need to support. Uh, give back where we came from. We we, did, we just didn't land here. Well, there was something happened which happened before we came here. Well said, uh, that, Nathan. Uh, this reminds me, as Doctor uh, Musanto was talking, uh, Doctor Ngambi mentioned how the alumni uh, for our primary school disappears yes. uh, once we leave our mm-hmm. our, our schools. Um, again, this is uh, one area uh, we members of the diaspora should uh, take a leading role. We, we've seen our, our, stud- our kids here from kindergarten. They're given the school pictures and their teacher. Uh, you, you have it framed somewhere. But for us, Mindoro Primary School, I can only remember, uh, my, even my teachers for, the, for that matter, I can't remember all of them. Uh, grade one up to grade f- three, I can't remember my teachers. Grade four, I remember my teacher because she she almost got me arrested. And they said I had stolen the watch, so Mrs. Malama just left the watch at home. Uh, she, apparently, the following morning, uh, she went, uh, the following day, she found out no, she just left. But I, I, we were three of us we were almost taken to the police. You had, so that's why I remember Mrs. Mrs. Marama. Uh, I remember Mr. Tiremu was a grade seven uh, teacher and he was Kaonde, so uh, partly that's the reason. But the rest, <laughs> they are all gone. I don't even know their names. You, know? <laughs> you see, the, I, I, I like when you say you remember Mrs. Marama because she almost took you to the police. I remember <laughs> my British my British teacher, Mrs. Simpson, because she used to whip me a lot. I was a troublesome kid. (laughs) That's the only only reason I remember Mrs. Simpson at Mufrira Primary School. But, uh, yeah, yeah. he was actually right when he talked about the primary school alumni. I can barely remember any names. And, and and you see, Dr. Pat, as we say, we want to go full time. These are some of the shows we want to bring uh, on on our radio. Uh, you know, who was your your best teacher? Who was your worst teacher in in, in primary in primary school? Yeah, uh, and there, there was this other lady. She was also Kaonde. She beat us. Like us also, this other teacher. Um, uh, uh, what would we call Inshongorono in English? Uh, uh, what is Inshongorono in English? Ah, for the sake of the topic. Locals or locals? Locals and locals. No, Inshongorono is a Okay, Dr. Patrick, Inshongorono, let's see, in the grasshopper family. Let's just say that. Shongrono, they are in the grasshopper family. Uh, so there's a season when these things come, come alive. So me and my, uh, my friend and I, let me say the right way, my friend and I thought we loved our teacher so much. 
So we said we are going to, instead of going to school, we are going to catch Shonkonono for her so that she'll be very happy. Guess what, what happened to us, Dr. Patrick? We got whipped for arriving late at school. We, we see, we see Shonkonono for her. She, but she, she, she whipped us. You know? I was very, very disappointed up to this day. That was the fifth, fifth grade, you know? She was, um, she was a dear, dear, dear teacher. You know, one of those people you, you just uh, love to, to, to have. Uh, when she's going home, my friend and I would carry her bag, take her to... But she whipped us. We went to go to carry Shonkono for her. She whipped us, Dr. Patrick. Did you try to explain? We do. We explain, Dr. Patrick. We, we even brought the Shonkono to her. Well, this is what we want to do. These are some of the stories, anyway. Take time, you know, just have fun here in, uh, in diaspora. Uh, some of the stories we are looking at very, very briefly in, in Georgia. Georgia, uh, the young black man shot by the police 75 days. They kept the video. They wouldn't act. I don't know what's up with that. We'll talk about that. A young man lost his life in Zambia um, in the bus accident uh, doing government job. Uh, collecting samples, uh, COVID-19 uh, samples. One of the questions we were asking, Vachadi, is that how is it that 7 million adults, uh, according to the census, 7 million adults in Zambia, we have failed to come up with a proper solution how to end uh, first, uh, road carnage uh, involving buses. Uh, th- that I've failed to, uh, to, 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 to understand. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Countries without social safety nets. That is another question we want to uh, we want to ask. Uh, now that we've seen what coronavirus has done, uh, a country which has no um, uh, social uh, safety net, uh, how can people survive? So we'll look at uh, we'll look at uh, those things. Uh, who wants to have a go on the loss of the the young man? Ah, me, I was out of. Uh, yeah, Roger. Yes. Um, yes. Let me. Uh, yeah, my short, my take on it was uh, normal occurrences in Zambia, but because nothing goes wrong, we don't pay attention to in the rural areas. There's a lot of. that was not supposed to happen 
and the um, going by the video, looking at the video, yeah, it's very very disturbing that um, uh, a person that is on the road jogging or you know we staying home for a long long time and the yeah some of us uh, people have treadmills in their homes because they could afford but somebody goes on the street to have real life exercise then is assailed by uh, a police former police officer and his son former and police the, officer for that matter dr uh, dr yes, Kalonde, who should know who understands yes. the laws and those such things. Uh-huh. The unfortunate, the most unfortunate part is this is father and son. They are, and the son is 34. The father is 64. If they wanted to find out about this person running in their neighborhood, should they have taken guns, honestly? They can't just go and talk to somebody? This is the very unfortunate with these issues in terms of guns and whatever. The other part is this. If a former police officer could do that while he's retired, he goes out on the street and hunts a black person. What was he doing when he was in uniform? That's a good good question. What was he doing when he was in uniform? I do remember confronting my um, uh, the police department, the chief here in the Bosman, and the university police chief, I asked them this same question that happened. I asked them, should I be following my son early in the morning when he wants to go running? I jump in my vehicle to follow my son because I cannot run like him to protect my son. Because I was thinking, if anything, as they say, a black person when they are running, a white person when they are running, they are exercising. A black person is running away from a crime. That is the the fear that I had for my son. And whenever he went to the basketball court, commute basketball court to shoot hoops and does whatever he wants to do, I had to go sit by the side every time. Because I'm afraid anything can happen and it will be his fault. Can you believe this case happened in February? They are being arrested two days ago. Yes. That is, that is another, another level of, of thinking we, 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 we really need to think about. It's very, very disturbing that we have to go through this as a civilized uh, in twenty in now, in, in twenty twenty. Yes. And they, we go around all over the world telling people that we are number one. In what? Killing innocent people? It's very disturbing, honestly. It's very, very disturbing yeah. that an innocent life could die just like that. The mother has no power to do anything. Nobody has power to stop everything. Can you believe twenty five year old? It's like we're not supposed to have uh, boy children, you see? We're not supposed to have boy children as black people. Uh, 
I don't know. Uh, I, I, I really don't know. Did you have Roger. any thought about, uh, about, about this, like Dr. Karonde is saying here? If these people were curious of this guy who was jogging, uh, why, why shoot him? Maybe just follow him, see where, where, where he goes. But why kill him? Uh, even if he's coming from, from a crime, what about if he was, uh, let's say, he was stealing a bike? Should he deserve to die? I, I, I don't know, uh, Dr. Patrick. You, you educate us about the thinking of some of the people. Uh, I don't know if it's in the South or it is the white people in general. I don't know. It's unfortunate that this is this is an occurrence that has been repeated throughout the centuries, and it is not going to stop. No, until. It's not going to stop until the the distant, distant future when the minds are corrected with the facts and truth of the origination of this type of hatred. If, if you really want to go back into history, because history continues to be our our teacher, if you really want to go back. And our brothers and sisters that are listening, um, look up the uh, look up Francis Bacon, the Bacon Rebellion. That's B A C O N. Look that up, and that's in the 1600s A.D. And when you look it up, you'll find that that uprising that occurred in Virginia. A lot of things occurred in Virginia, but this particular time thing occurred in Virginia in which the uprising was encouraged by Francis Bacon and the the rebellious people were black slaves, white indentured servants, and they mobilized to burn down Jamestown. Now that's both white and black. Working together to to um, to rebel against the injustices being perpetrated against them. From that time, the separation of whites and blacks began to become to the fore, which is blacks now were given the right to carry guns. They were given the rights to oversee blacks, and they were given the rights to be, um, quote-unquote, better than blacks. And, and we're looking at 1600s, 1670s. From that point all the way to present time, that mentality existed. So you could be as poor as one can be, a white person, as poor as one can be, do not have what one would call a, a pot to piss in, but they yet and still is superior than a multimillionaire black person. They're superior. So that mentality exists to this day, and what destroyed it severely, and that's why you see the anger to this day, is when Barack Obama became president. 
Yeah. When a black when a black man became president, that that stereotype no longer held true. A white person could not tell their children they are better than a black person, regardless of your status. When President Barack became the president, that was the end of that type of mentality or the justification. But yet still, there are still harboring beliefs and racist thoughts that exist to this day that was a promoter of what we are witnessing, such as those two ex-policemen or the first ex-policeman and his son murdering that black child. That's the mentality, um, um, white superiority, they call it. That's the mentality that exists and needs to be removed, and it's going to take a long time. But one major way of addressing white superiority was the election of President Barack Obama. Thank you, Dr. Pat. Um, yeah, it, it, it's been uh, very uh, disturbing. And then uh, fast forward, uh, Dr. Kalonde touched on it. You find that the, the district attorney uh, had that video uh, probably the first week when the, uh, that thing happened. Uh, yeah. they, 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 I don't know if it's connived, worked together and kept that video, uh, that video away. Um, let, let me say we thank God. Today, I think we've seen, uh, we saw the reaction when the police uh, would shoot a black man. The reaction was very quick and of late. That has been very quiet. That has been quiet. We are not seeing a lot of uh, those incidences. Uh, but this was very disturbing. Uh, just for a person yeah. to run. Um, but as, as disturbing as that was, uh, this is the kind of environment, uh, you know, we find ourselves in a workplace where we work. Uh, most likely if something happens at work, they are most likely to, uh, to believe a white guy other than uh, a, a black man. And you just have to go out of your way to do your best. But even when you do the best, it is, it's like it's not enough. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but we, 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 we have the situation, and I'm sure most of you caught it on the news. You remember that white lady who opened the saloon against the, the rules that were put in place? The uh, white lady who did, uh, uh, you sound a little bit fat, Oh,
It's white privilege. <laughs> okay. Okay. That is a um, sad. That is a sad state of affairs. Uh, Kelvin. Good morning. Morning. Good morning, Roger. Good morning, uh, His Excellency Dr. Kalonde. How are you today? I'm, I, I'm sorry. I'm fine, Kelvin. I'm not in excellence. By excellence, No, you are, you are, you are my eminence, <laughs> Doctor K. Yes, Roger. How are you? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I took a nap uh, at uh, at uh, 10:40, thinking that uh, you know what, uh, 20 minutes is enough. I will wake up. Yeah, turned out to be then over an hour. But yeah, I'm here. Yeah. I'm here. I'm here. Okay, yeah. good to good to have you. Uh, before you came again, we uh, Nathan and I were uh, on tour. Wait, 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 wait. So there's, there's background uh, noise. Uh, really bad, Roger. I don't know who it is. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm not sure. We've tried actually with Nathan to close all the mics, but we're still getting some feedback. It may be just be electronic. Uh, these phones we are using. Uh, but if someone's phone is uh, having issues. Uh, then please uh, do something about it. Um, country Kelvin, without before you the... go, Kelvin, Kelvin. Kelvin uh, is not uh, going uh, anywhere. He's here. Yeah, okay, okay, let, okay. let me ask you, Kelvin, honestly, who takes a nap at 10 o'clock in the morning? Uh, well, if you were waking overnight. <laughs> Thank you, Roger. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a nap. You are waking overnight. You know you are waking with the Zambians. We waking. That's not a nap. A nap with somebody (laughs) who was just in a normal situation. Then they're like, you know, let me take a nap. But if you were waking last night, that means yeah, you have to sleep. No, Roger. Roger just gave uh, one dimension. (laughs) And what's your dimension? So this is a gentleman that woke up at five in the morning, did a lot of chores uh, around the house and everything else, and hey, he just got tired. He's like, you know what? I don't want to be a cabbage on radio. Let me take a quick uh, a quick nap uh, so I can freshen up. But it ended up to be a long sleep. So I'm here, Doc. I'm here, Doc. I'm not okay. going anywhere. Uh, I, I'm not sure about you guys. Um, this coronavirus, has uh, really affected me uh, as far as the uh, issues back home are concerned. It's like everyone is crying over here. Uh, oh, I'm not doing this. Uh, please uh, help me, please. So a question arose or has risen. Uh, and I was thinking, uh, countries like uh, Zambia, uh, over here Trump can... Uh, uh, open up the bank and give you a, a check. Uh, this is not possible b- back home. The question is, what should people say? Uh, these pandemics, these emergencies probably will come again. How can our people uh, prepare themselves better? And not only some people who are, saying, who, are, who are asking for requests, they live in town. It's not like it's only But it's just telling us how a country without a social safety net can be affected. 
Over here, they are, they are paying the people. If I was uh, off duty, the probably I could be receiving a check. In Zambia or in Africa, a country without social safety net, two months without uh, tamanga tamanga, people are probably are, are suffering today. Question is, going forward, what should our people do? Um, Roger. Yes, go ahead. <laughs> So I don't know about you, but uh, for me, uh, it seems that uh, the last 18 years I've been in the U.S. Uh, has been a, a pandemic situation in Zambia because requests come every day. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so now, <laughs> so now, now is no different. You see that? But yeah, having mm-hmm. said that. I know this is a terrible situation. Even if in the U.S., uh, you know, Donald Trump uh, and the, the, the U.S. admin can, you know, give stimulus checks. But how much is that mm. they give to people? How much, uh, how long can that sustain anybody? $1,200, $3,000, how long can that sustain I like that. anybody? You see I that? I like that. You're right, mm-hmm. right. So the, the idea is, is industry. We always talk about that. Jobs, 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 right? Now, when mm. people are working, there has to be a measure, one, of uh, personal responsibility to save up money. Two, I think through government policy to say, okay, any person that is working, other than uh, your contributions to NAPSA, right, you must have a retirement account or some sort of uh, account and then give them incentives, like a tax credit, uh, for instance. You see that? Because that's the only way uh, we're going to have people, you know, uh, have uh, a safety net in a situation like this, you see, there are people today that are digging into their retirement accounts. You see, all it would take is for the government to, to, you know, to look at the tax code and say, fine, we were in a pandemic situation. People lost their jobs. They had uh, money in their retirement accounts. Uh, you know, uh, they were able to withdraw without, they should, you should be allowed to withdraw without a penalty, as the case may be, if you're, you know, under 59 and a half. You see that? Because that way, uh, uh, dependency on government is lessened. You see, uh, 44, 48 million people losing their jobs is no joke. It's a pressure. It's a strain on, uh, on the economy. It's a, it's a lot of uh, stress on, on the government as well, you see. But for our people uh, in many African countries, when we talk mm-hmm. about create industry, create industry, Right? We're not just talking about uh, you know, exotic industry. What we're talking about is these are the same industries that will create a social safety net because uh, these industries will absorb up labor. And in absorbing up labor, they will uh, you know, pay these people. And there has to be a mechanism of ensuring that these people are putting away some percentage of, of what they make. Otherwise, if nothing is done, we're going to face a situation. If business has been Zambia, Kelvin, has a lot of, uh, and that was my worry actually, a bigger percentage of uh, the working people are in informal, in informal sector. So you talk about yes. that. Yes. Yes. We can, we can still help those in the informal sector, right? Uh, uh, two weeks ago, I talked about uh, government reviewing VAT. I talked about uh, uh, government reviewing um, uh, um, excise duty and you know things like that, import duty and things like that, right? Those things are going to help people save more money. 
You see, regardless in formal or formal, there are people here that uh, are technically in the informal sector as well. You see, how are, how are, how are they managing? You see, so it's going to take a, a review of policy. As, as a matter of fact, this should have been done years ago because we need to start anticipating such problems, right? We have to look at, okay, 10, 15, 20 years from now, what if something like this happen. We've had uh, cholera situations uh, in Zambia. We need to sit down and anticipate some of these things and say, okay, how can we help those in the formal sector, those in the informal sector, right? Because the ultimate thing here, Roger, is that uh, 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 people have lost jobs. Even in Zambia, people people have lost jobs, right? Uh, Even somebody that used to run a barbershop they, they can't afford uh, to run it anymore because nobody's going there to cut their hair, right? But guess what? Mm. There's another different pandemic in Zambia, that of uh, power deficit. You see that? So that's why when I say that, uh, for me, this pandemic has been in Zambia in a different form since 18 years when I've been here, right? So it's, a, it's, a, it's time that we started asking ourselves the real questions. What do we do in a situation like this? Where are we at right now? How can we get to that level, right? These improvements, we're not looking at overnight improvements. We're looking at incremental improvements over a period of time. We need to start changing the way we do things now so that when we have a situation like this, like COVID-19, we have at least measures in place that will ease the pain. I don't know if you're understanding you know what I'm saying? We have measures in place that will ease the pain. We cannot completely insulate ourselves from these situations. But if we ease the pain, the effects, we'd be, we'd be better off uh, as a people. Thanks, Roger. Okay. But what I'm saying, we're, we're looking at the, yeah, at the emergency situations uh, in, uh, in our country vis-a-vis uh, uh, coronavirus, which has come, COVID-19, uh, how t- people to, to cope. So Kelvin has, has put up some good points there. What do others think? Uh, Roger, yeah. uh, is my mic open? Yeah, is that Jambe? No, this is Joseph. we here. Is my mic open? Yeah, of course. If I'm answering, your okay. mic is, okay. is open. Thank you so much. I'll be quick. Uh, uh, this thing has taught us a, a lot, and uh, again, uh, diaspora, you know, you can contribute a lot, and uh, I wish government uh, back home or institutions, they will look to diaspora and see how they're responding to this uh, uh, problem, the way it's, uh, it's affecting us. At the beginning of the program, Roger, uh, you were talking to, I think it's Dr. Kalonde, in Montana, you were sounding a little bit down, like oh, I'm not too. Right away, you picked up and you said, "Ah, oh, but uh, looking at the CNN, uh, you guys are not being affected." Right away, because you know he's from Montana. You didn't talk to him as from the United States of America. And uh, there's another person. The way he to- he, he, he talked about uh, uh, the way they're dealing with the problem in uh, in Florida. And uh, the way Pennsylvania is dealing with the problem, Pennsylvania is ready to take the governor to task because of uh, some stores, uh, some places that he closed. And uh, 
Lieutenant General is not happy, just like uh, uh, someone I think is an Athen from Texas. So for me, what I think is that we need administration and we need a new government with new ideas back home. Those uh, uh, provinces, power to provinces, you know, how to, to, to take care of their people. Right now, you hear Nakonde. Do we have to hear from the the the, the uh, doctor? Uh, he's doing an incredible job. Don't get me wrong, but Nakonde. I mean, let the Nakonde people tell us what's going on, and the federal government just support Nakonde uh, 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 people. So this coronavirus it has taught us a lot. Separate, be in a small group, group, group. Even in my own uh, state, in my own county. It's a, it's a different the way the counties are, are affected, you know. And it's, you, if you look at down, look at the Amish people, the way they have been affected and how they are surviving, you know. So we can learn a lot. Zambia needs to change. Mm. So saying, uh, I, I'm with the president. Or you hear the banks uh, they are releasing this. Uh, is that uh, what uh, 10 billion quarter? Or the president give directed to this uh, to, to this government? Or the president said now you have to release this. Or the president says that this, that. And when he makes public comments, and he says, man, the man just, uh, when he comes public, the thing don't make sense. When he writes something, then, then are we going to jump up? Because the president said the bank is going to, you have to find a way to make the, the, but when you come public, you leave us with questions? I mean, uh, I'm sure there's governors from, uh, even the chiefs, you know, I know people are complaining about the chief uh, from Kasama. The guy has some very good things to say. It's, uh, it's subject for uh, a debate, you know. So, Zambia, we have a lot to do. But this current government, it has to go. I, I, I like two, two uh, items you, you, you've made there. I, 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 I'm not even sure if you, you made it, but it reminded me. Uh, if we were an organized uh, force, we members of diaspora uh, and the work uh, I, I think we, we are doing back home to help in this, um, uh, in this time, um, I don't know how we can organize ourselves. But there should be probably a tax credit. This money we are we, we, we send uh, back to uh, to Africa. We we, we are helping uh, in in a big way. Uh, if our governments can come up with tax credit, I I, I like as always the idea of uh, decentralisation. Uh, I'm not sure what could have happened differently if Rapla uh, uh, had its own governor running issues. Maybe they could have, uh, I'm, I'm sure, they would be closer to the people who are suffering. And therefore, uh, there, there could be some, uh, some remedy given. But uh, uh, being what it is, nothing. Chitalu is going to know what they want in Chipata. Chitalu is going to know what they want in Sesheke. It is not possible. It is not possible, and in times of pandemic like pandemic like this, I I, I think as Kelvin said, there is some serious discussion which needs to happen. Uh, any other thought? Any other thought on this one? Uh, we are talking about uh, emergency um, preparation uh, for the poor. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, 
Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, uh, just on, on the last comment there, I think that the way the system works in Zambia, even in Zambia, it is not up to Chitalu to know. Chitalu makes decisions based on information he's receiving from the ground. The bottom line that we have is no matter what information these guys are fed, the resources, that's where now Chitalu has to sit in his office, scratching his head, figuring out where do I send what. I only have 10. We need 2,000. Where do I send these 10? That's the, those are the things that they grapple with. And, and so um, as far as the African community is concerned, the, I don't see a situation where we are able to handle some of these pandemics uh, like the West have been able to handle it and be able to take care of their children. Given the current, our current economic situation, the reality is on the ground. How do you go? And so when we condemn the president of Zambia, whether it's wrong, even if it was the best president we have ever had was in office right now, and he still was under the same conditions, how do you stop people from going to Soweto markets to sell? They couldn't totally shut them down because they, have, they are looking for food for today. It's not even about tomorrow or next week. They have to eat today. That's where the issue is. It's with the people in the Kavulongas. They are able to stay home. But those people in, in, in the shanty compounds, in the, in the villages, they are not so congested. So it becomes easier to manage there and to let things go as normal. But in the towns, that's where we begin to. One of the things that we can do is decongest the main markets, like, for instance, the Soweto market. You know, uh, whether it's in a pandemic or not, if you have a major market in Kilenge, in uh, uh, Mandevu, in all these areas, so that the produce is going to where the people live, and not everybody's going to one source of the of the, uh, the produce that they are selling and what we are going to buy. So, I mean, it, it's um, without growing the economy, we're going to be going around and having cholera has come. Fortunately, we have adapted, and we are able to do hygiene. Of course, it's not as uh, infectious as uh, COVID or some other diseases. We thank God we don't have Ebola. But those are things that we, as citizens, we, I don't know. Those are answer questions that, uh, you know, there's no real answer to this situation. There is, there, there is, to, every, to every problem, there should be. But Kaye, uh, is it Kaye or Kaye? Uh, here K. in uh, K, okay, yeah, the K is much, much easier uh, on my Kaonde uh, tongue here. Uh, but okay. Uh, we, we are still thinking of how our our poor um, they, they should not just sit and wait. Or oh, death is coming this way. Or oh, what can I do? I'm poor. I'll wait and, until I die. Uh, my, my thinking is that probably even the, these people, uh, they, they, maybe there is something they can do. Uh, the people, there's something they can do. Uh, as always, people want to run to government. Government, of course, there's something they can do. Your thoughts? Hello? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> you know, Baroja, what we can do? We have to go back in No, you're time. not Brother K. You're not Brother K. Oh, oh sorry. But my middle name is Kayamba, so I was I grew up in No. <laughs> but again, yeah. here, uh, you, you hate my, my my worry here. My worry is our people yeah. who are uh, who are under a privileged. Will they just sit and wait for death, or there is something they can do? Yeah, it's a 
I mean, it's uh, just listening in is uh, actually uh, invigorating. Um, you know, as as much as sometimes it's easy for us to wait for handouts, you know, um, uh-huh. or underprivileged to wait for handouts. But I, I think yeah. there's probably um, uh, an aspect of of us being able to try and help ourselves as well. Um, um, uh, you know, my 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 parents have always uh, uh, instilled in us that um, um, it's better to ask for seed than to ask for a exactly. crop of maize. You know, exactly. so uh, instead of mm-hmm. instead of me saying I, I need a bag of mealy meal, um, it, it, it's uh, it's more productive and helpful in the long run for me to come and ask for a cup of uh, a, a cup of maize so that I can go plant the seed. Um, and then you know I can I can learn the skills to be self-sufficient. So so even even as we are trying to uh, I think help um, uh, people who may be underprivileged, who may not have the um, the the facilities, the social safety net that we're talking about that we might have. Yes. Um, uh, maybe you know giving money to solve a, a specific problem. Um, if that problem solves an immediate need for food or a short-term, um, you know, uh, need, uh, may not be sustainable in the long run. But we have to find ways of providing, um, you know, uh, solutions that help people uh, become more self-sufficient, uh, so that they can also help other people. And I think that's the that's the multiplying factor. Okay. Okay, and uh, and those are the ways we are we are trying to just to dig, just to dig something, something. Like I said, so go ahead. You wanted to jump in. Like I said, so now you are quiet. Oh no, sorry, sir. I was doing some stream. Sorry, I apologize for that. <coughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So first, the beginning place, uh, is um. In these difficult times, we have to summon the resilience of the human spirit. Um, we used to have folk stories recounting how families and cluster of villages um, uh, survived the, the seasons of Ichipowe. And, you know, so um, at the personal level, uh, we have to encourage people to be resilient and summon their survival instincts. Uh, because the problem that we are going through right now is is very much unprecedented. Uh, it it brings to the to the fore the limitations of public policy, the limitations of business enterprise. Because the way people mm-hmm. can work now, they have to be closed. Exactly. And we're also seeing the limitations of the comfort of imported goods and services, where the things we like from other places uh, can no longer come. So we have to summon the resilience of the human spirit. What made us survive in those uh, seasons of the Chipotle? And sure, that is going to make us survive. But from the point of people who run the public affairs of our people, uh, from the point of view of government, a good starting point is to recognize an idea that was floated by one of us in the last few, few shows. I think it was Dr. Nambi from uh, the United Kingdom. We mentioned something to do with a technological jump. It means that uh, we as a society made a jump from using certain technologies to using, uh, from using innate and archaic technology uh, resources 
to using postmodern uh, uh, technology instruments that the whole world is using. So that jump there, I want to uh, propose that that jump was not only a jump in technology. It was a jump in human development. It was a jump upon uh, up of resources and uh, competences and abilities. So we find ourselves now in no man's land because we rely on this bubble of development or economic tools that we don't have a direct relationship with the, the pre- and post-developmental issues. So the best way to, to, to craft policy in today's world uh, with the limitations that we have upon us is to um, employ a concept I would call the ancient future methodology, where we take steps back. It's like kind of throwing your, your caging on your anchor, throwing your, 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 your anchor backwards. And, you know, to get the ship unstuck so that it can winch itself there and then head out in the, in the direction. So we have to revisit what are the fundamentals uh, of our survival as a Zambian people. How did our parents survive before these things came? And then take that and incorporate uh, postmodern research, uh, how problems are being solved around the world, and create indigenous, local-based solutions uh, to survive the economy uh, in, in the long term. Here in the West, here where we are, for example, here in the United States, we know that as soon as they open the economy and people start going to work, the usual thing, they've already dumped trillions of dollars in there. So business enterprises will always have clients. So there's going to be a swell of economic activity, and they will win. That will put different people into doing it. will be slightly different, but people will be doing different things. So we need to prepare from perspective of the government, uh, craft those concepts and ideas that made us survive. For example, where have those ideas gone? You know, we are... What we is are, the Ubutala uh, for the sake of uh, Dr. Patrick? Ubutala mm-hmm. uh, were bands where they stored uh, uh, goods and produce uh, for... Uh, the rainy season, or for the seasons when they can't go and grow any more food, they have to stockpile like food. They have, they have to stockpile food. So I think that the post-COVID era in Zambia must later be focused on food production and defending with the armed forces of Zambia the growing and development of food resources for the people. Because if our people can eat, the rest of the things will fall in place. You, you, you see, Roger. Um, I like the Utala uh, idea. Go, go ahead, Nathan. I like the Utala idea. Um, Edo, go, go ahead, Nathan. Yeah, good, good, good contribution there. The, the key phrase or statement from your contribution, Dr. Kasonso, is local-based solutions to solve our economic problems. Uh, something that Kelvin intimated to using just different words. You see, this is what the situation here that we are facing in this COVID-19. They were, I'm just looking, there's an article, probably you also saw some news saying uh, New Zealand is just at the verge of eliminating this COVID-19 thing. The way New Zealand is approaching this problem is not the way England is approaching it. It is not the way South Africa has approached it. It is not the way we are doing it in the U.S., Canada. Uh, 
there is that article where the Economic Association of Zambia president went around the city. He went to the malls, he went into those shopping malls, the whatever places, wherever people go to do their shopping. Then he went into the residential area markets, Mutendere, Kalikiliki, all those places. The malls were shut down, the shopping centers, there was no activity. But in the in the living in the residential area markets and the small stores and shops, activity was still going on as usual. You see the difference? So the person who rents a mall or a boutique or who runs a restaurant in some established area in the city of Lusaka or some more places is having a situation they need to deal with. The person who runs a small store who's got a stand at the market is facing a different situation. So you see all those disparities, it takes us back to the statement, local-based solutions to solve our economic problems. Then, again, it takes us back to the things that we've talked about over the past 11 years on this show. The <laughs> problems to our country have got nothing to do with PF, this is not a PF Ow. problem. Ow. It's not. And this is Ow. what I say. Okay, I don't care what anybody is going to think about my next statement. What we need is leadership with a vision, with a different mindset. I'm sorry to tell you all, all over there, UPND people and H disciples, not even HH is going to make a difference. I'm sorry to say that. This is, you see, this is the argument my father and I had when PF was in opposition of a strong party. This is what I said to him, Roger. I told my father, I told him, we were having a, 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 an argument about Sata being driven, Sata this, Sata that. I told him, I said, Sata was in unique. He went into MMD and he formed PF. These are the same politicians. They just changed shit. From an MMD shit, they were a PF shit. The, what we need is leadership with a vision and with a different mindset. All what these people want or are doing, they want to get him to state out and assure themselves and their families an assured or a, a retirement. That's all. That's the way I look at it. It's my, I know, it's my opinion. But our yeah. problems in this country, Roger, our problem in this, Mrs. Nyama said she went to that school in the 60s. It's still the same condition. How do you explain that? So Chiruva came, he didn't do anything. That's just one school. Roger, you can also look at your primary school. It's still in the same state it was. When no, it's not in there. the same state. It is worse. <laughs> nah, thank you. You, you just said it. is worse than... Uh, so, uh, I, I, I may agree with you that uh, um, over time, sorry. governments have come and things haven't changed. But again, uh, there are some of us who say we had a good president. I, I mean, even the Chilubans, before they started stealing, uh, when they came from Kaunda, we saw there was some change in Hassan. Let's not say uh, yeah. everything was uh, not good. Uh, we, we saw some change. Uh, we, we, uh, before I let you come, I, 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 I would like... Why, why I like this idea... Uh, where is Nyambe here, Nyambe? Why I like it? Do you know Nyambe Ubutana? Were you born in the in the village? Did you go to the village, Nyambe? 
say that. Huh? I didn't say that. Do you know what you would tell us? No. You don't know what you would tell us? My goodness. Ubutala, if you go to uh, where is my mom is in Mazabuka, yeah, those people they grow a lot of a lot of maize in in Mazabuka. There's a storage place where they keep maize, and the Kaondes, what they do, if Wakasonso has been to the Kaonde land, eh? This time of the year when they harvest Dr. Patrick in Kaonde land in Kasempa, they Put all the, the their maize they have harvested in the butala, in the in the barn. They even seal it. No one will open it. It's sealed. You can't use it anymore. This thing will only be open in say December. So in the meantime, you'll be eating what is uh, in the field, what has been put on the roof to dry, and everything. They would tell us you only visited Nyambe in, say, December or January. In short, if there was do, an do, emergency. Do this, do this, yes. Dr. Monsanjo, uh-huh. I'm here. I'm here. Dr. Monsanjo. Oh, Monsanjo, he is here. Monsanjo is here. Dr. Uh, oh, 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 yeah, hold I, on, I, I want him, I want him to tell us I, that thing where you store. I used to see those things a lot in Mazabuka when I was there. I know what you're talking about. I want him to tell us what's called what it is called in Tonga. Is not it, Doctor Musange? I, I was on the mute. Uh, what, what is the okay? Now, now you are live. What, what is that thing called? You know the where you store mail. What is it called in, in Tonga? Uh, I I've forgotten. I'll I'll remember. I'll let you know. Awesome. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I love Dr. I, 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 the Kaonde is a take away the U, they just go Utala. I think, I mean, I'm sure if you remember, but this man doesn't yeah, come yeah. Kaonde yeah. sometimes. You have reminded me now. The R. Okay. You have reminded me now. It is uh, Utala. You know, this is a Bantu Botanto languages, you know. It's the same. It's, for us, it's Utala. Yeah. Butala, eh? Okay, so that's the way you pronounce it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So uh, uh, Roger, something uh, you've learned uh, here. Uh, uh, if Roger, you, something you've learned Roger. here is Butala. Butala is a storage place. Back home, they put yeah. the maze. The, the the emphasis should be on sealing. I, I I used to get a maze. They will seal it. They will seal it. No one will open it. Seal it. We lived with uh, we are the neighbor Kaluvale's uh, neighbors. So what they would do, they would cook the, in a big pot. They would cook all the maize, peel the pit and hanging up, hang them in the, in the kitchen so the smoke can. Uh, you know, we and then uh, after the rainy season, you can take that and cook it. It almost tastes like uh, 
like uh, like fresh maize. So you know our, our people they were smart. You know today you come in the store and you buy pre-cooked meal. I, I, I don't that want to do this. This is Western. This is Western. But the idea I would tell no, is let it come now to let, let it come to, to to what we what is happening in Lusaka and parts of Kitwe line of rail where we have the Kanyama compound, we have this, we have this, Chivolia, uh, all these shanty compounds around Lusaka. Right. How do we how do we implement the idea of food storage with the people around here? Because this idea Wakasonso has brought can easily be done Kumush in the in the rural area in the in the village. How now do we say uh, every family every family should have something to see them through? In time of uh, uh, bad times, uh, here where we are in the in the uh, in, in diaspora, we are told you should have a savings of about six months for emergencies. That's what they tell us. Emergencies. How do we implement such a policy in Kanyama compound where they don't have Uvutala? Who wants to to have a say? Yambe, an idea. How we are going to do this? I've got. Let me process it a little bit. <laughs> yeah, please process. Uh, maybe even next week we can. This is. It's tough. It's tough, but it it has to have uh, uh, something. Right. 
yeah, establishing ventures as groups. And that's why I said three weeks ago I talked about this, where we can have, you know, uh, groups of 10 or 20 individuals running one business. You see that? Uh, and I think there's power in numbers. There's power in uh, drawing um, uh, knowledge uh, together and execute. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, uh, the current uh, situation is that of individualism, right? Uh, if I'm able to, to earn a living nicely, my neighbor is not. It's not my problem. You know what I'm saying? I'm comfortable with coming and uh, put solutions. Put solutions there. If you're negative, if you go, put solutions. No, 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 no. Put no, solutions. No, no, no. The, the, the solution is not one-stop shop. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm coming up with an opinion that, you know what, band people together, establish... Uh, band people you know, together, some, I like that. Business. Yeah, I right. like that. Establish uh, some business they can uh, uh, engage in. But ultimately, we have to have uh, an environment that supports uh, such things. Uh, when I talk about reviewing VAT and things like that, that's to ensure that, you know, uh, these people are not spending all of their money in in you know investing uh, in whatever business right they need to make a, a reasonable profit so from that profit they're able to take care of whatever expenses they have and have some disposable income which they can save you see that uh that, that's that's one way we can look at it uh, i mean i think we have eminent economists here they they can uh, help us <laughs> Okay, I'll move, I'll move away from uh, this, this question, but it is something to think about. I hope our, our policymakers uh, are back home and uh, will think uh, maybe our people are going to survive uh, this coronavirus, uh, this phase, maybe we may survive, uh, but some of us are really feeling the pinch. I can tell you that, you know, the request coming from friends. Uh, the surprising thing, even in people who are, uh, civil servants. They are also said, sending requests. Uh, I'm not sure. They are not paying them or what is happening. Yeah, but the broader picture, if you really think about it, it is the, the suffering of the Tamangas uh, who are based in Mandevu, in Matero, uh, on day to day. A lot of people are going to bed without food. So uh, something has to, to happen. I like the idea of bundling people together. Um, uh, I don't know if they are going to keep a goat, they are going to keep a cattle, or going to keep chicken. Uh, part of their money will be put into some emergency fund. Uh, that, that money uh, will see through that uh, group in time of uh, uh, emergencies. And that money probably can be invested in their own way. Don't just give it to Mr. Lungu, because you know he might go and buy a plane. Uh, who, who knows the stuff he does. Okay. We, we move. Uh, where is Dr. Patrick? Dr. Patrick, did you have a thought on, on this, uh, on, the, on, on, on this, uh, our scramble for solution? Uh, uh, Roger. Yes. Yeah. Uh, let me. While waiting for Dr. Patrick, uh, let mm-hmm. me go back to the comments made by. Uh, was it Kelvin? I don't know who was speaking. I think it was Kelvin. 
<coughs> about the concept of uh, groups. Uh, this group uh, effort, yes, uh, Kelvin said people can be 10, you know, but if they are working together, the 10 are better than uh, one person. Uh, this concept is uh, something that uh, we live by even here in the diaspora. Uh, you, Roger, you know about our small creation, Munzi Fund. Uh, mm-hmm. That fund is doing uh, extremely well. Uh, when I say that, you t- I tell you that I'm broke. I'm not really 100% broke. There is some money that I can uh, go to if I have any measures. So I, like I just wanted to, to encourage other groups. And uh, through people like Roger, uh, we have one time made a profit from uh, that uh, Muslim. And uh, I encourage other people to get to groups. You, you do it with people you trust, people you know each other, you know, and uh, create. But uh, you must be consistent. You must put money there uh, every paycheck, maybe every month. Or whatever the arrangement mm. is, yeah. But this thing, this idea of just living in the diaspora, and all the time when there's a problem, and mo- most of the time, uh, we get the problems coming from uh, back from Zambia. There's a funeral mm. there. Somebody's there. We have to assist. Uh, this time, after we have been uh, in the Monzi Fund for a long time, we we assist our families back mm. to in Zambia. With that money, yeah. No, I just wanted I, to. I, I like it. that, Doctor Patrick. Uh, by, by the way, or oh, through the Patrick, Doctor Musanje. Uh, while we are uh, addressing uh, how uh, in uh, in Kamanga compound in Lusaka, uh, they, they they should uh, prepare for emergency. This this affects us too. They should, it should affect us. If you are like uh, a lot of us, you see money, it has to go somewhere. Uh, Banding up together with friends to make uh, some saving probably is the best because you have an extra eye looking at that $10. Uh, no, you ca- cannot use it. This, this money is only meant for, for emergency. So what we are saying applies to us. Uh, those lines we are seeing uh, in New York, in a lot of... Uh, People who, ne- who never thought they could line up for food, they are lining up for food. That can happen to a, a, lot, a lot of us. So this uh, coronavirus is uh, teaching us to step up 50-50 every month, 20. You know, you never know when the, the, rain, the rains would come. Good shot, Dr. Musanje. Thank you. Thank you, for, thank, thank you for that. Yeah. Thank you for that. Uh, just uh, as a by the way here, Nathan, uh, in Uganda, Uganda, just, just a by the way, before we talk about this coronavirus in Zambia, uh, also it is related to coronavirus, uh, the, I don't know if it's the World Bank, IMF has given Uganda 400 million, um, I we also need a package in Zambia, but it seems the, the World Bank are not. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm uh, correct 
to to connect this to um, the UK government, the European Union, the American government are demanding that the Zambian government should open Prime TV. And then I, I saw another tweet somewhere else, Nathan, uh, that Uganda has received 400 million. Is it just me making connections? Yeah, is it just me making connections? Why we haven't received any money, coronavirus money? I know they received some for some grant from somewhere, but some serious money like 400, uh, like a bailout. Uh, is this demand the, the 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 Americans and the European Union are making to the Zambian government open Prime TV? Uh, could this be related to why we are not seeing any money coming to Zambia? I'll tell you this, Roger. This is the way politics, whatever Prime TV did according to the current government, the normal human being looks at things this way. I don't know how many employees work at Prime TV. Those are human beings with families who look up to them for support. You take away the employment. Okay. So I don't know what kind of Christian nation this we are talking about. See, that's why I said don't Christianize a nation for political purposes. Don't do that. If you are going to say you are an Islamic state, live by the principles of the Quran and the Sharia law, please don't Christianize a nation. Say to yourself, okay, Let's assume this is a Christian nation, which is not, in my opinion. You say to yourself, mm-hmm. these people are infringing on certain things. How do we approach it from a Christian point of view? You are saying you're a Christian nation. So you call these guys and you say, guys, for example, the point is that what? There were propaganda, inflammatory information uh, putting fear in the nation, whatever. I'm just throwing out things there. Guys, yeah, that's what they said, are, I guess. Yeah, if you are communicating wrong information, you are putting the nation at the verge of, you know, what's the word? You cannot do that. That's not healthy for a country. Report objectively with and be factual. You accuse this, prime, this TV station of being... Uh, two for the opposition. That is what democracy comes with. If you don't want democracy, democracy is not elections. African countries need to learn that democracy is not elections. Democracy is painting your president in a cartoon called freedom of expression. That's what democracy is, painting the president as a cartoon. Democracy is being criticized. And, and the people complain what? every day that they are being treated and fed. No, yeah. you can well, Roger, uh, let me support that point. So. Go ahead, go ahead, Bagasons. I, 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 I just want to thank the European Union. I hope it's connected uh, to not giving our government money uh, because Prime TV we really need it <laughs> in Zambia. But go ahead. No way, no way. However, Roger. So anyway, what we what we first, let, let, let's throw back on one issue. Um, 
I like the principle that uh, uh, our pastor from Dallas has observed that uh, structurally there will not be significant changes whenever we change government. Um, it's, uh, I was a little surprised by that because uh, human nature tells us that no two people are exactly the same. And every time you change leaders, each leader will add something that the other leader did not have because they are different people. So this whole concept say, no, even if we put HH there, even if we put Kayamba Kasonso there, nothing will change. No, that's, very, that's over-pessimistic. Any leader will come and add something to the cause of the people at any given moment. We, we are all here frustrated that the nation selected the gentleman without anything to say or any heartbeat or passion for a particular direction or strategic concept for a nation. The nation selected that as a president. But if you go back on the ground, even in that emptiness, there is something on the ground that you will find which could have not been there if it was someone else who is there. So we have to be hopeful that any individual based on their makeup can add something to the cause of the nation. So we just have to be uh, 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 upbeat about what do we want to add. Uh, but the other thing that we are talking about, um, the democratization of Zambia, I think when it comes to freedom of press, the blueprint for Zambia is not even Kaunda. The blueprint is Chiluva. The blueprint for that is Chiluva. If we can co- take the aspect of how Chiluva handled or uh, 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 um, in a democratic society allowed for the enterprise of competing ideas in the country uh, and not uh, run the media with an inferiority complex that if they are talking against you in one corner, then you cannot eat chicken at state house. We need to run away from such ideas and we need to incorporate and we need to, to also have the freedom, uh, la- uh, ladies and gentlemen, we need to have the freedom as a country to be able to experiment with different competences and different ideas and different personalities and different tribes among us. We are a Zambia. We are a country. And we can do that. And each one who comes in there sits on the seat to gather his own team. So let's not be afraid to change government thinking that everything will just stay the same. And finally, when we, we are talking about the idea of Ubutala, it's a principle that families at the innate and the smallest unit used to have storages where they would keep food. Can public policy empower that? That's what we're talking about. Can our cities, can our cities, can our cities imp- uh, have those? Can our provinces have those? Can the country yeah. have those? It's a principle. It's like you build from the smallest level and you bring it up there. Because if yeah. people can eat, it doesn't matter where they sleep. Under a tree they will sleep and tomorrow they wake up. But they must be able to eat to live. So that is where we, we, we have to, to, to pursue uh, uh, these, these changes, uh, this survival in these difficult moments of great challenge and changes mm. going on all of us. We cannot just sit around there and hope for aid. Mm. Uh, we, we, we are more than 50 years of age as Zambia. There, is, there are people within the, the country who have accumulated education and understanding of different concepts. Can exactly. we have a government without an exactly. complex? Can we have a government yeah. without an inferiority complex that can use competences from all the whatever number of tribes we have and bring ideas to the table and create research-based solutions and advance the Zambian cause and the Zambian story in the global economy? COVID-19, what it has done, it has put us at on your marks, get settled, now go. 
So it has taken the world back. So like it's an that. opportunity for us. Bakasonso. Can I speak? I, I you, can speak. You, can, you can speak, young man. You can speak. Your, your elaborate uh, contribution. But I think I understand uh, uh, Nathan's point here. Uh, when he says uh, it's not about uh, PF, it's not about uh, MMD, UPND. I think for me, the biggest problem is systemic in Zambia. Whether we change uh, a president uh, today or not, if we don't address the systemic inadequacies we have, this is a song we'll be seeing every day, and every day it will be louder. I'll give you a typical example. Manawasa is touted as uh, the best president ever, right? Yes, he brought uh, you know this discipline, uh, you know, against uh, corruption. Uh, yeah, the economy, you know, uh, started seeing benefits. It was shoring up. Uh, you know, the reserves uh, were shoring up, but those reserves were just on paper. What life changed for the majority of Zambians? You see that? Uh, the other aspect is it's not just about how much money the country is able to generate. It's also about the social being of us as, as, as a people, right? When we look at uh, the mushrooming of uh, Shanti compounds, Kanyama, for instance, you know what I'm saying, uh, Mandevu, uh, uh, John Lane, and things like that, we're looking at a system that has failed. Why? Because there's no planning. You know what I'm saying? If we had a system that is able to plan these things out, we would not have all these shanty compounds with masses of people, uh, you know, <laughs> living in them, you see. So what we need, like you said, yes, we need research-based, uh, you know, decision-making, data-based decision-making. How do we do that? How do we start those things? Uh, we have to uh, 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 look at the importance and appreciate the value that uh, technocrats bring. You see, you have to understand that technocrats will give a position to government and say, this is the right position, this will move the country forward. A politician will look at it. Because it does not give him an advantage, they will shove it to the dustbin. How many of our intelligent people have attended World Bank meetings, IMF meetings, and gone back to our government and said, let's not take this position because this would disadvantage us. But because IMF or World Bank is, uh, is uh, waving a, a check to the Zambian government, guess what? They will get that money. So most of these things, we have to deal with the, 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 the under, underlying problems, the system. The system must be overhauled, period. Thank you. Big time. See, that, that point, uh, I know we are running out of time, Roger. That point uh, Kelvin has made about uh, the parallel or comparison between a politician and... <laughs> You know, you know, most of us here know the story how we lost Sheraton to Zimbabwe. You know that Sheraton Hotel in Zimbabwe? You know that that was, <laughs> was supposed to be in Lusaka? Except the politician didn't want it to be built on a place where it would displace people because they know that it was going to affect their whatever. Anyway, that's just the point I thought I should throw in. Uh, I mean, the, the, your point, Nathan, the first point you made, uh, it will not matter who comes in. Uh, to, to me, it just talks about uh, the weakness of we, the people, probably not, not our leaders. If, if, if we stood together and uh, the points we are bringing, uh, I, I stick with Wakasonso's point, because there has to be a solution. 
this can't work, this can't work, therefore let's go home. To me, it doesn't make any sense. There should always be a solution. So number one, we are supposed to strengthen ourselves. How do we strengthen ourselves? How, how do we see uh, the 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 the, the, the idea coming from Kumushi? How do we bring it in town? Because this in Sara, Bakas also has put it very, very nicely. Once we are at the on your marks, on your marks or on your on your shan. What is the right English? On on your marks. from uh, the minister it was not uh, convincing he 
Hassan, he said the, the materials were packed in such a way it didn't put the people or the public in danger. Well, guess what? If the bus was in an accident and, and, and an individual died, what more danger are you, to, are you going to, to, to talk about? You, you know? Um, when this young man dies and now they go to collect their body, now they send a plane to go and pick, to pick up the, the, the body. Uh, such is uh, our, our, our government. Uh, such is the insensitive, in my view, of, 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 of our PF government. Roger. Anyway, Roger. Yes, yes, Roger. yes. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, before you close, I've, I've studied this situation, and I think to me it's twofold, right? Uh, hmm. An accident can happen any way, shape, or form. If uh, those samples were transported by uh, a ZAF helicopter, and uh, that was a fateful day for that helicopter, it would have gone down. If uh, they were they were uh, transported via commercial airline, if that was a fateful day, it would have happened. A Ministry of Health vehicle, it would have happened, right? The second uh, the second point is, I think uh, the the irresponsibility here for me is the endangering of many other lives uh, using uh, using a bus. You see that exactly. Uh, exactly. That's what that's we're what, talking about. Yeah. That's what. That is where right. the problem is. Yes. Right. That that's what we need to that's what we need to focus on because if if that was a fateful day for this individual, trust me, uh, I think the question I can speak to it, uh, it would have happened. It's unfortunate. Yeah. People of God, we love you uh, for joining Zambia Block Talk Radio every weekend. Uh, Mita, uh, be with us next week. We are celebrating our 11th year. Uh, on uh, on air, we want to try to find a way of supporting our radio. Uh, some of us who've been doing it forever, maybe can do it full time and bring uh, these stories uh, alive. Stay safe, everyone, and have a good weekend. <laughs>
Jungle. 